Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Imri, the host of the Wannabe podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you for the incredible feedback on Nathan's episodes last week. His honesty and energy was so refreshing and I'm glad that you got the immense value out of it. It's one of my favorites for sure. I am pleased to announce that I'll be teaching a 12-week growth strategies course in conjunction with We Heart Monday's Black Girl Magic Academy. So if you are building your brand and would like to grow quickly but have a strong foundation, I have designed the course for you. I'll be sharing my mistakes and my lessons. You listen to this podcast so you can expect only the most practical information to be relayed. To come along to the classes, visit wehotmondays.com forward slash growth and use code IMRI10 for £10 off of your class. So that's wehotmondays.com forward slash growth and offer code IMRI10, all block capitals, I-M-R-I-E 10 to get £10 off. I'll see you there. This week, brand and marketing expert Prisca Moyesa of Moyesa Co. is back for our monthly session to discuss the topic you voted for on Twitter. This month, it's all about building your team. We recorded this session on Instagram Live, so you may hear some mention of that in this episode. In today's episode, we cover the right time to hire, how to decide who you need, whether you should hire for skill or fit or both, maybe, how you find new hires and what questions you should ask when hiring. And most importantly, what you should do when you can't pay your team. So we cover all of that and more. So let's go. Hi, Priska. How are you? Hi, Emery. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have missed you. Oh, I missed you too. It's been so long. <laughs> a it month. Was... It, it goes it goes by quickly, but it does feel I long. Know. And we always do this at the very last minute as well. So we actually wait like a whole yeah. month <laughs> to see we each other. We confirmed a time for this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that again. We need no. to we need to be on this <laughs> and be Literally. more organized. All right. So this week the listeners voted on Twitter to about building a team. Something that I think you know a lot about. I was actually excited about this one um, because it's one thing that I really would like to learn and be better at. And I think I have some things about it, but it's a process. You have you have a more established and stable. Uh, Yeah, something. I think everybody will be quite surprised at my answers. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, girl. But yeah, I'm excited for this one. All right, let's see. So building a team, where to begin? Uh, When is the right time? to start adding to your team, I guess? Um, the best time to add to the team would be when your efficiency is heavily decreasing. When you are becoming extremely inefficient, mm-hmm. when it's getting hard to complete tasks with the team you have or the people you have. So if they say there's two of you or there's one of you, um, that's when you need to start thinking about bringing somebody else on board to take 
uh, some of the pressure and take some of the workload. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the best time. Not when you have the money and you just feel like, okay, well, we need to spend it on building a team. Yeah. There's a common misconception that um, cash flow equals more people. Like cash flow is needed for so many other things, much rather than just hiring someone. So it has to be when you feel like, okay, at this moment in time, we can't handle the workload that we have. We need to have somebody else to join us. I agree with that. Um, the thing I had issues with uh, was when we were building, I guess we built the team like twice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had to rebuild the team. Um, the core team was really hard because you don't realize like there's so many things that we couldn't do, but we couldn't afford to do things. Right. But you're right. It is about like finding that balance of actually I'm not being effective at all of the things that need to do and happen for the business. Um, and sometimes we need to hire them. And what's really annoying is that business partner FA is like completely opposite to me when it comes to hiring. So yeah. he is like, if I, I can figure out how to do it myself, so I'm gonna do it myself. But I'm yeah. like, but the time it's going to take you to learn that skill figure it out and then actually execute on it we could have just had it done by now so he's like super anti-hiring and i am super like let's just get someone in yeah get it in in and out quick let's do it um so i think you're right it's about finding when you're not being as effective at the things that you need to get done for your business and then bringing people in um not when you have the money because we we've needed people for a long time and now we finally have the money to do it. Yeah. So now a lot of the cash flow, funnily enough, is the opposite of what you said. We're now bringing in the people because I'm like, finally, I can... But finally. It has to make sense. Again, yeah. like finding a, ba- a balance, a balance. <laughs> finding a balance between what you what you believe and what FA believes um, is, is good as well. Like, I like his approach to it. It's like, let's try and maximise ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then if we can't do it, then we bring somebody else in. And you're like, actually, I know we can't get this done in the time we should we should be able to turn this over we need to hire somebody yeah um so I, li- I like that you guys are like that um a common misconception is your business partner should be someone who's just like you no and that is <laughs> that is wrong you need to be opposites not so much that you bump heads all the time but opposites enough that you help um so like it's a yin and yang type situation yeah but if you do have cash flow if you if tasks do need to be done in two weeks instead of five weeks then do invest in that but also, I guess I guess later on we'll discuss the ins and outs of hiring and paying somebody. Yes, because that is a whole different kettle of fish. <laughs> um, so after you've kind of figured out like, all oh, right, we we are swimming in tasks and new business and <laughs> clients. Just we just got the pick of everything. And you, you're like, now we need to we need to add to the team. We need people. How do you decide who you need? It really depends on what exactly you need um and like your targets like so for example if you want a creative then you need someone who can think outside of the box um if it's a service-based business um then you need someone who's hard working right um and it always changes depends on what you need if you need an editor then you don't need somebody who just who works hard like because it's it's not necessarily about the numbers in that instance you kind of need somebody who can just hit a goal and mm-hmm. just like and turn over this project like ASAP kind of thing so and, and that doesn't necessarily mean being hard working just need someone who has the skill yeah, yeah, yeah right so it really depends on on yeah on decide on, on that it depends on what exactly you need so there's no point in hiring someone who's extremely hard working when really you just need someone who knows how to edit <laughs> yes <laughs> just like don't do that you know um yeah and 
I guess it's very it's that it's that straightforward. As much as as complex as hiring can seem, it's that straightforward. Hiring is so uh, that part anyway. I <laughs> as having worked in recruitment and hiring, um, I find it like a really a really annoying thing because a lot of the times when we had a lot of tech companies um, that used to work with us and they would just basically hire. Like there were certain job titles that were just buzzwords, like data scientists for a while. We're like, it was the <laughs> what thing. What does that mean? I honestly, to this day, have no idea. But um, a lot of people would just hire data scientists because they knew that their competitor was hiring a data scientist. So for mm. that, I wanted to say, you know, when you're deciding who you need, you don't necessarily need a data scientist because X person hired that. Yeah. And don't hire a social media manager if you don't need one. Don't hire a marketing person because you feel like that's something you need to do. So don't feel pressured because you see that, oh, this person's team is made up of a marketing person, an admin person, an IT person and you feel like you need to have the exact same team because you don't and you also need to be playing to your strengths and where are you weakest because actually if your weakest area is maybe finance then maybe you need to hire a bookkeeper you don't need to hire necessarily an accountant but you can get someone that just knows how to just like document the spending Um, and that could be even someone that's just really good at office admin skills so it's not as highly paid so there's a lot of looking researching around those kind of job titles and those job roles and who will have the compatible skill set that you need to add into um, 100% I always get into this debate and it was like a constant blog post title at work really? for us is to talk about skill versus fit skill versus fit you need to have a cultural fit um and I found it really frustrating because if you place a lot of emphasis if you're a large part of your company's value is tied to its culture and not every company Mm. is and not every company needs to be super like oh we have like this amazing culture it helps for sure every company should have some sort sort of culture but if it's not the selling point of your business for example um you need to hire for the person that has the skill set to do the job effectively but also won't feel uncomfortable or out of place in that environment so I would say you mm. need to find a way to hire for both but I think hiring just for fit alone is how you end up with autonomy um homogenous workplaces and I'm super anti that because everyone keeps saying hire for fit hire for fit but if someone's going to look at you slightly differently because they're the leader of the organization they're massive Arsenal supporters and everything's like Arsenal memorabilia everywhere and you come in and you're like I'm a Liverpool supporter and they're going to just treat you differently because you support a different team like that happens in some companies I think that's the downside of hiring for fit right is you're always going to hire somebody that not only probably looks like you but has the same characteristics as you Mm -hmm. and and that's not the whole point of hiring somebody else yeah the reason why you hire other people so they can have different strengths and different weaknesses to you Mm -hmm. Um, and that is the problem with with fit the problem with skill is sometimes when somebody has a particular skill they're almost boxed in within that skill yeah um and people that are skilled and although i also always say you need to have a skill set people that are skilled don't aren't always hard working and yep. for me i'd rather i'd favor someone who's hard working over them having a skill because they'll be motivated by getting the job done and one thing i i said i was in an internship when i was like 17 and I literally looked at the boss in the eye and I was like I can do any job and she was like that's really ambitious of you to be a 17 I think I was like (laughs) 17 I don't even know how old I was but she was like that's so I was like it's true though like if I learn how to be a graphic designer I'll be a graphic designer if I learn how to like be a construction worker I'll be a construction worker right because I'm hard working I'm a hard working person skills can be picked up but if you're hard working that's what drives that drives you attaining that skill so I would say like the mix you have to find the mix yeah but fit for me right now and in the in the type of world we're living in fit is just the wrong thing to go for that's really funny because even though i'm anti-fit 
I think there's a way in which you can do it. So I guess it it depends on your organization and what what you're putting out. So because of SON's it has a very clear mission. Ah, uh, but when we talk, when we're talking about diversity, then I, I guess that is fit, yeah, though, isn't it? It is it, a right? bit fit. Okay. So yeah, like, our mission is so specific and so targeted at like we are here to serve the underrepresented voice. Like you actually need to vibe with that, otherwise yeah. you have no place at that this network. That is true. And that doesn't mean you have to look like us because we have like uh, there have been white people that have come and volunteered on this network and still do, um, and they're not they're not necessarily who it's for. Um, in, in the most explicit sense but yeah. they've come and they've helped out because they vibe with that mission they do want to see better representation and so there is an element of I think what instead of fit hiring for your mission yes. who can vibe with your mission who yes. sees your vision and wants to be a part of that can they see themselves in it and I think that's slightly different to fit it's just buying into this kind of idea and working towards a goal um, and having that singular focus in that in that way but allowing people to work towards that goal in the ways that they see best and using the skills that they have to do that so that is something I would definitely say get a very strong if you're building your business and building your team make sure you're really clear on what your mission statement is it can evolve and it can change but being also really clear on what your vision is and dream bigger than you could ever dream because Netflix definitely thought they were going to take over the what take over TV and they are so Uber thought they were going to take over how like people travel in this world and they are like you have to have a really big goal a really big dream for your vision so that you can so everyone can get behind that and work towards that in ways that I completely agree with what you said about about hiring someone who understands your mission and when we were hiring last year I was looking for an intern at this time um she loved the company or the agency whatever company because of what we stood for you know that cultural diversity being able to um, connect with different cultures that exist within within the UK and then outside of that Mm -hmm. um, she loved that we had purpose she loved that the code didn't stand for just company it standed for community it standed for uh, collective it standed for um, communication you know that that was our mission right and I would I and moving forward, we're definitely going to hire. I mean, it depends though, right? It depends on what stage you you are at your business. Yeah, for to sure. be honest, the demo- and and this is how businesses get it wrong, I guess. And I guess I'm kind of digging myself a little hole here. We're at the point where we're trying to just hire to get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Can you fulfill the task? Are you good? Okay, thank you. Okay. But that's where freelancers and temps and contractors come in because we, at the moment, we don't have any employees. We don't have full-time staff because I just do not want to even think about how PAYE works, pensions. There's a lot that the government puts in place. So a a lot of people just need to come prepared with their self-employed selves. And so I could just pay you (laughs) the money out the bank account with an invoice. Thank you very much. So we, that, that is something that, yeah, like how do you pay people? Um, If you can't afford someone full-time, because it is a massive commitment that someone is depending on you, um, potentially for their food potentially for their rent and that's a lot of pressure for you then definitely think about hiring someone for a few hours a week and what I found when I hired my assistant and she's probably the first person that's like I guess paid staff for the network in that in that consistent way um what I found is that I wasn't a clear communicator so I would say oh can you kind of just create this can you do that can you do that um Mm. and then it would kind of not be 
in the way I'd, so what would happen is she'll create something and I was like oh that's actually not what I wanted yeah um and it's like I didn't communicate exactly what right. I wanted and that's why it was going back to the whole point about managing people right yeah. is is managing people is a good thing because it teaches you you about you, you yeah about how you're communicating to people and and because we're so used to like talking to people we're very close with in our business especially like business partners right they understand the way we communicate so we could say that and they would know we actually mean this thing yeah but someone coming in new com- is a complete stranger to absolutely you, right and, and you, you forget that and you neglect that so what i've i've been very patient so i've did just i'm having to decide what kind of leader I am which has been really freeing and really lovely actually because she only works a few hours a week so there's a very limited time that we have interactions yeah but it also forces me to be like how clear can I communicate this so things around like design elements which is not her strong suit her strong her strongest area is in the copywriting and the writing for me which is fantastic she does an excellent excellent job and I love her for that um but design is like oh actually that is not the kind of design style that I would like so I actually go back and I'm like this is what actually yeah. I would want this is the kind of way I would like to see it and it's just me take and it didn't take me that long to kind of go and kind of correct it so being prepared that you will have to give some of your time more freely even though you're hiring someone to save you time you still need to be able to give that person the time it depends on the skill set like we're production right so a lot of the time we hire people that are used to jumping into really crazy situations yeah but for example if it's like a intern or or an admin role think yourself do we have time once a week to train this them. person yeah. right and and really um get them in the organization and get them understanding how we work a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah, and that's so important. Um I was ill prepared for that. I like had to create style guides in the, in a jump. Yep. Um style guides, this is the font we use, like having those things just just mentally preparing for those folders situations where they're going to find the images, sharing them into things like being really prepared and also getting your contracts right, which you can find some really oh, great contractor yeah. templates online that are usually pretty comprehensive. Um but yeah, that is a whole different conversation. We can go into legal a different time. But um how to find people and, and what are the questions that we should ask when hiring? Um, how to find people. Okay, so uh, it's we can go traditional route. We can look on LinkedIn. Uh, we can look on Twitter. You can look on Facebook. Twitter biographies are great. That's how I found my intern last year. Mm-hmm. Um, she had advertising undergraduate in her bio. And I know the hunger of a student. I was a student when I was an intern. And, I, and you're just a different level of like 
going for it, man, when you're a student. So I found her on Twitter. However, another thing I've realized is events, Mm -hmm. right? Is going to events and having conversation with people, having conversations with people. And a lot of the time when people talk, they talk about what they did within the last two months. Yeah. And a lot of the time they might mention if they were volunteered at at an event, they mention where they worked last. And then you can kind of, um, think you can kind of observe them from a from a outside perspective and think okay this person just worked here this is what I need this is the energy they had when we had this conversation yeah I think she'd be good to being he or she would be good to stay in contact with so that's one way of doing it mm-hmm. but also um on set like I I'm a creative role right so like I know that if I go on set, there's going to be other people that have been hired to work on a project. Yeah. And that's a good way to meet people because especially like the lower level skilled jobs, those are the people that are the hungriest, the people that will be runners. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Those are the people that you know that you could hire for something and they will go hard for you. Yeah. So that's a good way to find people's always nice. putting yourself in situations. So events, um, on set, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and just reaching out to people and just actually saying, Hey, like we're actually hiring. I saw that you do this one thing. I'd love to invite you for a face-to-face for a coffee so we can discuss like the possibilities of working together. That's like headhunters do it. Yeah. Um, I would say I agree with all of the things you've just said. (laughs) Like I wouldn't really add to that because I had my assistant, we I had off Twitter. I put the call out on Twitter. Um, with, we're just hiring for a new community manager for Wolves in the City, the latest show that just started. And we just, the only requirement was that they had a good understanding of the LGBTQ community. Yes. Um, yeah. And that community manager role spread very important. far and wide because it's only a few hours a week, but it's important that they have that understanding. And so we put that out in the community that we knew would see it. Um, and we got some really, 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 really incredible applications and it is a growing role. So mm. if you're prepared to have someone come in at a slightly lower level, but they're hungry for the experience, they will, they will, they will jump at it. And yeah, Twitter was a great channel for hiring and it's probably going to be the place that we, we um, use to hire for most things in the network for now, but yeah, you're right. Events have been really useful. Um, mostly events actually I've met so many people that just emailed me out the blue people that pitched to the network for example have been really great at like reconnecting with um I've met I met Sarah at an event and she's photographed us Mm -hmm. a few times she's also responsible for my wonderful picture of my artwork um and the questions you should be asking find out and this is something I didn't do in the past but I understand now find out what people's aspirations are yes I always ask that yeah you know I I I you know stupidly would just ask like what can you do kind of thing um this is like a year and a half ago and then I realized like finding out what their aspirations are also doing a bit of like research on them is okay um that's like what people do and really understanding where they want to be and not even just where they want to be in their lives but is this really the field they want to work in because a lot of the time people apply for jobs just because they need a job yeah because they need to help their family or they need to help themselves or they just know that like they kind of want to be around you that 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 could be another thing they just want to be in the company because of the com- the other companies that you work with so that's one thing that is it's true just always finding out people's aspirations um and like hiring someone who almost has like a retail ethic. And what I mean by retail ethic is like people that work in retail, you have a different kind of ethic. Like you're able to wake up at crazy hours. You're able to finish work at crazy hours. You know, you have to have a demand. You know, you have to deliver this task. You know that if you don't deliver this task, you won't get paid. 
Like that's how we see retail. When we used to work in retail, that was our mindset. Oh wow, I never worked in retail. It's a blessing, oh, okay. actually. Well, the, yeah, it's it's definitely an <laughs> insane experience working yeah. in retail. When I was I started working in retail when I was sixteen, insane. But it prepared me for like what the business world is like now. Like being able to wake up at crazy hours, and if you don't attend work, you won't get paid. Yeah. Well, of course. People say holiday pay, but back in the day, I don't think holiday pay was a thing. Like we would not get paid if you didn't show up. Um, That's like freelance life for you. Yeah. Um, but I also say like hire fast and fire quicker. Interesting. is isn't like, uh, is it re- not Reed Hoffman? The guy who owns Netflix. I don't remember his name. I'm so oh, I sorry. don't know. I but he has that mentality. Like, yeah. Literally like being open to like, okay, um, I've seen you do this thing practically. I see what you do. Your aspirations are in line with our company. Hiring. And if it don't work... <laughs> get rid quick yeah I would say the difficult conversation around when you made a mistake when hiring um having been the person that wanted to avoid that conversation ignoring that conversation for several months and also having that blow up in your face because you didn't have that conversation sooner um yeah just get really comfortable with this is not working um the good thing is if someone is not a full-time employee you don't have the same um rules and restrictions yeah um of certain companies so the benefit of hiring a freelancer is that you should have in your clause it should say we have the right to terminate this contract at x point if you're a really good freelancer having a kill fee in that if you've done like x amount of work they're saying well if i work for up to 14 days then i get this amount of fee or I get 25% just for the work that's been done. But yeah, like in general, um, don't, if you, if you feel like you've hired someone and it's not working out, go for, you can go through performance management steps. If you feel like it's just a training issue, a communication issue, go through the moment. Going through something 100%. Yeah. Um, but But, yeah, but if it's not working, you need to be prepared to say, actually, I thought I needed this and that's not what's happening here. And actually that's not going to happen and um also another difficult conversation that i've had because we were going to talk about paying people um so when i left my job i actually left without a safety net i was just like i cannot be here anymore so i'm gonna go peace out and um when i did that i had a conversation the first thing i did was call my assistant to just catch up with her about the work we were doing but also to say oh by the way um i've just left my job um i hope that this doesn't affect too much of your hours but yeah. i'm gonna let i'm gonna give you a couple weeks notice in the event that i might need to use you a little bit less just because i'm paying you out of my salary that is the, the cold hard reality you'll pay i get paid so you get paid um so just having that conversation she's like okay that's fine um, thanks for letting me know. So that is something that I think being really honest, especially because you're going to be working with people. If you're just starting out, you're going to be working with people. And it's sometimes you might say, oh, I want to dedicate 16 hours a week to this person or I, I budgeted for this. And then a cash flow issue comes about and you need to be prepared to have those conversations when they happen. But I yeah, agree. I agree. I definitely think that's a, like a really nice way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> happen that often, surprisingly. No, it's definitely a very w- nice way. And, and you've kind of... Uh, protected yourself in in certain situations that could occur. So I definitely think that's like a smart thing to do. Thanks. Um, how else do you? I know my camera is like all up on you, but I know I'm just like looking scared in the corner. Um, do you have any advice for how to pay people? Um, you need to be trans. I should put the camera like here. You need to be transparent from the get go. Um, and I, our theory, like our company, the way we do it is if you can't, if we can't pay somebody for the whole year, then don't hire them. 
If you cannot pay them for the whole year, then don't hire them. It's literally as simple as that. Um, believe in paying people their worth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and understanding how much you're going to make. If you know that you're not going to make this certain amount for the next three months, then don't hire them. Um, it's really that simple. And when it comes to like negotiating how much pay, like obviously look at the standard day rates for whatever that role is. Like again, like we're creative. So it's a lot easier to like go and figure that out. And we know that because we've been working in industry for a couple of years. So we know yeah. what those day rates are. Um, but that's definitely like how we approach this. Like literally it's as simple as that. Yeah. We, we don't have that. We need to have some sort of system at the moment. I think I always just go by how many hours can I afford to pay someone each month or what is my but I set aside a very set I have a strict budget of what I'm willing to pay out each month because we we do need the people um so our system is very much like okay this is how much I can budget for this I'm not I do not believe in making someone work more hours than is necessary so if I know I can't afford if my budget is say like 400 pounds for the month then I need to have your hours reflect that in a what is a living wage situation or a livable and normal wage so I will not have someone working for 200 pounds a week full time because that's just I don't think that's ethical and I, I think it's actually legal um so I would say okay for 200 pounds that's roughly at even like an eight pound fifty an hour type thing. If I know I haven't got that, I would just say, here's an hourly rate that I'm willing to pay you. And these are the amounts of hours. So you just limit it and you just scale it back. When we had the festival, we had to hire a community manager. And I just, I was so honest because the festival really burned through so much cash. Um, I was like, realistically, I can only pay someone about 200 pounds a month. So does that mean you can dedicate like a couple hours to just schedule some things out to go out by those channels? And they could. So people will work towards a budget if you give it to them. Um, And sometimes it might just be going more junior if you're really like your budget's super, super tight. But knowing how much you do have to know how much you can afford. And if you are going to be paying it out of your own wages or your own salary, knowing how much you're willing to put aside to hiring someone because... I would say it was the best decision I made to hire someone because I have made more money as a result of me not doing those things that were kind of taking up most of my time. So that's kind of my advice on hiring and and paying people. You have to like bear people's situations in mind, like be almost that person for the people and just think, okay, like we're hiring people, right? People have other things they need money for. We need to be fair in that instance and rewarding people for their time. Like you said, like making sure that like how much we're giving them does reflect how much, how many hours they're doing. And planning is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Planning is so crucial. And I'd, and I'd hate to be in a position where, you know, I'm doing X amount of hours and I'm not getting paid my worth. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, do your part. I, I definitely think that you need to plan. And once you plan your year, um, based on how much you know you're going to get or like have contingency plans then you'll be good in that instance um all right I think that's everything we had on the list for how to build your team I hope that has helped some of you think a bit more deeply about it and whether you want to add anyone to your teams um if you would like some website suggestions do tweet at Preska Moyesa and at wannabe podcast and we could definitely give you some tips and places that have worked really well for us but twitter and social media has definitely been like a great great start for both of us i think um and yeah we hope it helps see you on wednesday say bye bye make sure you are following prisca at 
Priska Moyesa on Twitter and Instagram. Her feed is full of positivity and inspiration and just incredibly well-made content that her team have put together. So if you would like to hire her or her team, visit moyesa.co, that's M-O-Y-E-S-A dot C-O. Their content is truly, truly remarkable. If you like how this podcast is made and you think you can do what I do, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network. To find out more about membership, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at wannabepodcast. And yes, we are doing some more Instagram live, so stay tuned for those. If you are enjoying this podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes. I love receiving them and they are a wonderful way to let me know how you feel about the show. To get it sent in show notes listing all of the tools and resources we've talked about on this episode and past episodes, visit wannabepodcast.com. Show notes are updated every Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on Wednesday. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.